All right, Ambush, and today we are joined by an in-demand pianist, an in-demand producer, a man who's making all sorts of amazing sounds, and for the first time ever, he's putting his own name on the track. Oh, and we are going to be diving behind that track here today. It is entitled Drive. It features an incredible past guest of the show known as Justine Tyrell, and we are here today with our guest, Timothonius, to dive behind this new track. How is it going today, my good man, Timo? I'm fantastic. Hey, Timo, I like that. That's uh, very intimate. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say, man, it's such a pleasure to be here. I spent um, a couple hours actually just going through the website And I just want to say that I really, really appreciate what you're doing, even just in terms of putting Canadian artists on the map. I was just like scrolling through and I'm like, oh, wow, who's this person? I'm going to follow her on Spotify, you know, so really cool platform. And I'm honored to be a part of it today. Hey, it's uh, we've built ourselves a nice little uh, quilt here. I like to say not just Canadian artists, but we do have some from otherwise. But we also get people from various different genres, different backgrounds, everything. And we give them a platform to share their journey and that's what the love's about right i'm a huge fan hey all right all right and i cannot wait to dive into some of this music because i am a huge fan as well and just looking at your influences it makes absolute sense because i see uh one new jobbies on the uh paperwork there and that's one of my favorite musicians of all time get out of here so i'm i i am like, I love your work. I love your music. And of course, before we dive into the music, we mentioned that you are an in-demand producer and you've been working on the back end of some tracks. You studied production back at Berkeley, back in around 2013, I think it was. So what exactly led you into the uh, world of production before the uh, world of releasing your own music here? Yeah, that's actually a really good um, question because I feel like I think it was back in 2009 when I first got a copy of Logic Pro. And, you know, I had been messing around with GarageBand and stuff. But I had, at that point, I had no desire to become a music producer. I didn't even really listen to modern music, like modern trap or RB. So I was pretty much like an RB. No, no, I mean, I was a jazz head. I loved jazz. And back then I was like, electronic music? I don't know. That's not real music. But then I had Logic Pro. And, you know, what's really funny is, what got me into production was actually video game music because at that time in 2009, I was like, you know what? I want to be a video game, video game composer. And funny enough, that's actually the music that got me into playing piano. Cause you know, at age of eight mom forced me into piano lessons. And I was like, I did not like playing Mozart, Beethoven. Now I have an appreciation, but you know, like as an eight year old playing video games, I was like, you know what? I like Zelda. I like final fantasy. And I found out that you can actually find that sheet music online. So I would download like Final Fantasy, Zelda, sheet music. And I was so, I don't know, I was so infatuated with that music. I was learning it on piano. And so fast forward to 2009, that's why I decided to get a copy of Logic Pro so that I could learn how to make soundtracks for video games. Mm. And yeah, after experimenting for a while, I got into... I think the first electronic artist I got into was Deadmau5. 
And I found out that he was a Canadian. I was just a really big fan of sound design and synthesis and all of that stuff. But I kind of put it aside. It was just like a little hobby thing, something I was just doing for fun. I studied uh, jazz performance at Mount Royal. And then after finishing this jazz program, you know, I was by that point, I was an accomplished pianist. I got accepted to Berkeley and I had to decide what did I want to study there. So I had the option of doing more jazz, which was actually the original plan. And then I got there and all it took was one visit to the practice hall, as I call it. And I just realized, I'm like, holy shit, everyone is way better than me. These guys are practicing like five to eight hours a day. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not so sure about this. <laughs> this looks like a lot of work. <laughs> so um, I became friends with a couple of hip hop producers around there. And what I noticed was that a lot of them didn't know how to play instruments. So they were working with loops, they were working with samples. And I just kind of started hanging out with them. Funny story, I actually used to do their theory homework and they'd pay me and that was how I would make enough money to eat. So I'd go over to their house, you know, we'd hang out and I'd see them produce and I'd like play keys on their tracks. And that would have been back in 2013. That was my first taste of the joy of music production. And after that, I couldn't turn back. Oh, wow. So uh, it all started with video games and mom at the age of eight. And from there, just I love all the little pieces that just lead to like the moment where it's like, okay, now I'm a producer. Wow. I kind of fell into it. Like there was really no planning behind that. Like just goes to show how random your artistic career can be. You try different stuff. You're like, hey, I like that. I think I want to do that. Actually, I don't like doing that. Let's try this, you know, and a lot of trial and error experimentation before I found this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. And of course, after uh, studying your studies there, you end up back in Canada. You end up producing for quite a few various artists playing your piano. And of course, that's how you end up being in demand. And you end up playing inside of the live scene is well with a trio but you still don't really put your name on a track until up until now so exactly what exactly was the thought of finally doing exactly that putting your own name out there yeah well you know it's i think it's a combination of two things one is just like it's always sort of been in my comfort zone to be behind the scenes you know i like to make music I don't like spotlight that much. I'm very introverted. So, but I did end up being in the spotlight when I was doing live performances. People would always be like, who's that keyboardist who's always tapping his feet and shaking his head? And like, I'm a very animated performer. So it was actually because of the pandemic. Once the pandemic started, I lost this outlet of expression and I no longer had live performance of a way of putting my name out there and yeah it's kind of it's it's really interesting that you asked that question because i have been thinking about that recently we're also in an interesting age where the music producer is starting to become regarded more as an artist whereas in the past like you would you would would, you'd have to look at the credits of a song to know who the producers are right but now you got people like Kenny Beats, like Metro Boomin, and 
these guys are very much in the forefront. And I guess you could say I was sort of inspired by them. And I, actually, there's a third there's a third reason. I feel like I'm really good at serving the vision of an artist. And it's a very different process. Like artist comes into the studio. They're like, hey, this is what I'm feeling. And I'm very good at matching that feeling. But it's a whole different process when you're spearhead, spearheading the project. You're bringing these artists together. And now it's me that's saying, hey, you know what? I have this general idea. Why don't you write around it? So, yeah, I guess it's kind of an indirect answer. But all of those are the reasons why I thought it was a fitting time for a self-titled album. Hey, I love it. I love it. It's all these various different things coming together. Once again, it's not just one thing, but it's the pieces that create the puzzle. And I love how you can see those different pieces and that you give them like their moment. You're thankful for them almost where like, you know exactly what led you here. Yeah. And hindsight is always a uh... Hindsight is always twenty twenty, <laughs> and it it never goes the way that. And if there's any one thing that I'll say is, it's never gone according to plan. <laughs> Not once. Not one thing I've learned about the entertainment industry is always have a plan B. Exactly. Be willing to adapt, and that is one thing that a lot of artists have definitely had to do through the past couple of years, but. We don't need to talk about that. We want to talk about this new single that's come out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The new track, Drive, featuring Justine Tyrell on the vocals. And of course, you mentioned there the whole, it's a little bit of a different vibe this time around, where rather than the artist brings you the track and, hey, this is what I'm thinking, You took this track and you brought it to them and said, all right, this is what we're trying to capture. So what exact energy were you trying to capture? What does this track mean to you and how did it come together? Very good question. At the beginning of the pandemic, I was like feeling pretty angsty. And, you know, I think we all were. And I've always been really inspired by like anime and and. Specifically, I've been very infatuated with the uh, theme of a dystopia. I've always been into those like sci-fi films, you know, and yes, so I was kind of entertaining this sort of storyline. Sometimes I just like picture myself as a character in an anime, you know, I'm like, okay, so I'm in this like dark sci-fi world that's about to come crashing down. And I was sort of seeing it in the context of an album. So I'm like, yeah, four different artists, but really those are four different characters in this dystopian universe. So I'm like, what do these four characters, what are their experiences? And I've always, there was a quote that I heard one time that I really love, and it's, there are always as many stories as there are characters in the story. So I, I had this, it was a very loose concept that I had, but I was like, well, each character in this dystopian universe is going to have a different story. They're going to have like different worries, different concerns, maybe different things that they're going through. So I just had this idea of an overall theme. Like if I tell the artist, 
hey, this is the general universe and you can write whatever you want inside of that universe. So I, yeah, the, the question was, how did it, so I repeat the question again. I want to make sure I'm not getting too sidetracked because this is a lot of fun. <laughs> For Drive, what does the specific track mean to you and how did it all come together with yes. that, the magic of it, you know? Exactly. So I told that little vision to Justine and she had this idea of, actually, I had already made the instrumental. So the way it normally goes is I come up with a bunch of song starters. I work with my my assistant producer. He's actually, I call him the boss because he's sort of the one that puts all the, he makes it sound good. Mm -hmm. Like the idea guy, he's a refiner. So we came up with this song starter idea with this very dark pad. And we invited Justine. We're like, hey, what does this make you think of? Like, what do you, what do you feel? And she had this concept of you're on your last drive with someone that you care about. And you're carrying like all of these like past wounds, all of these. You want to resolve, you want to resolve it, but you can't get beyond your, I guess, your baggage in a sense. And this is your last drive. This is your last chance to figure it out. And yeah, for me in particular, yeah, I think about insecurities, past wounds, and fears in the context of a relationship. And the emotion specifically that I really feel in that song is being together but feeling alone. It's like you're not physically alone. You're like with this person, but you feel alone. So that's sort of the emotional context for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. I really love that. That's very powerful, that emotion of, and I credit uh, Justine for that idea. Um, very powerful of you, this could be your last moment to like make good with somebody and like have a final good moment with them. But at the same time, like, what is the past? And is it like, what are you trying to get over, right? Like, that's an incredible uh, thought process there. I really love what's going into this track. Credit goes to Justine Tyrell. You know, like, as I said, I come up with a very general, I come up with a canvas and then she paints, she creates the meaning and on, the, on top of that canvas. Mm, all right, all right. I love it. And of course, with this being the first track with your name actually on it, what is it like to uh, have that Timothonius label that brand out into the world as an artist i i love it it's still i feel like it all it's all happening before i'm ready like i had this i had a game plan i was like okay first i'm gonna release my ep and then i'm gonna do this stuff on social media and then but it all just started happening you know like i got a call from a publicist shout out to carrie from uh I forgot the name of the company. Bad Anyways. Parade. Bad Parade. Yeah. That's right. You know, and I'm not very active on social media. So that's something that I really want to work on this year. But yeah, she called me. She helped me out. She set me up with um, a couple interviews. And yeah, it's all super surreal, I guess you could say. And I'm really excited. And yeah, I feel like I have a lot to do, a lot of ground to cover. And yeah, I'm feeling a mixture of emotions, but above all, I feel grateful for the team behind me. Awesome. And the teamwork makes the dream work, as they say. And 
as we talked about here as well, there's quite the team going into this EP, as you mentioned. There's different vocalists on each of the tracks. So was that the exact idea, as you mentioned earlier, was those different characters? That was the idea of getting those different vocalists for these different songs? Exactly. And there's a little bit, there's a little bit more of a story behind that. Every single artist on the EP is someone that I've worked very closely with in my performance career. And that's something that's too... So we've already established this chemistry on stage. And even if it's as like a session musician, I've been involved in a lot of their music. So I feel like I have this... It's almost like when you when you really understand when you as a producer when you're really comfortable with an artist, you can make a beat, you can make a track, and you can imagine what they would sing on it. So, yeah, I kind of forgot the question again. <laughs> I got too excited. No worries. We're diving behind the uh, thought process of having different artists as a part of the album. Yeah, so that's sort of the that was sort of the main thought process. You know, I wanted to I wanted to sort of create this, you know, I used to host these events called the Haven Party. And it was like an open mic night artist feature. And it was once a month. And that was something that I really loved to do was curate this experience and create kind of use my music as a platform for artists to express themselves on. So I feel like this EP is almost like a natural evolution of that concept. Whereas instead of this, instead of it being a stage, it's an EP. And yeah, it's really exciting. Uh, It's without a doubt, I can imagine after years of building up to this point, even if maybe being a little nervous about getting here. It's uh, been quite a bit of time and the thoughts, the uh, creation and all the energy that seems to have gone into this project. It's uh, probably pretty exciting to see it finally becoming to life and getting finally to that moment with now that the first single's out. We're getting probably a little bit closer to a release here. So without giving away too much of the magic of everything that the future holds what exactly does this uh near future hold for timothonius do we have a release date yet or do we know if there's some more singles coming our way maybe some music videos what's the plan here yeah so um there will be a couple music videos and the album the ep i keep calling it album but the ep will release in april this year and there may or may not be another single leading up to that So yeah, beyond the EP, there's actually quite a few projects in the works. We actually have Justine's next EP underway as we speak. And we also have another project with Jared Daniel, who's another artist on the EP. And one that I'm almost most excited for is, uh, I keep talking about, I haven't talked enough about Matt Zodeman, but he's the engineer behind the EP. And He's someone that I love to collaborate with. And we have another EP featuring the two of us. We'd both be the masterminds behind this new project. So maybe I gave away too much. We'll see. <laughs> oh, who knows? But either way, there's a lot uh, There's a lot cooking. So 
if anyone wants to stay up to date, they're going to have to go ahead and follow you on those social media platforms that you're uh, starting to use a little more, hey? You got it. Hey, hey, all right. I love it. I love it. And of course, with all of these artists, you mentioned that these are people that you've worked with and otherwise, and it seems like quite a bit of uh, the Calgary-based talent where you are based out of yourself. So with that being the case and having performed live with these people, artists as well is there the possibility we might get a uh timothonius solo live show where you uh maybe get all of these vocalists involved or anything of that sort of uh, idea most certainly and i can't tell you exactly when that date is but we definitely have something in the works and it's going to be really cool to merge my past experience as a band leader with my new experience as a music producer so definitely something to look forward to now as things are opening up. Looks like that'll be a possibility for this year. Ooh, I'm going to have to keep my own eyes open on that one. I'm I think sh- you I'm will. I'm in Kamloops, so maybe I'll have to go for a road trip. I'll make sure I give you advance notice. Ooh, heck yeah. All right. I cannot wait. And of course, with this being your first project here, and maybe somebody who is a little nervous to uh, get to this exact point. Is there any advice that you could potentially give to someone who's maybe working towards their own debut release, putting themselves out into the world? Yeah, actually, you know, if I'm to be perfectly honest, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing. And that is, it's, you know, it's very outside of my comfort zone. And I feel like that's a great place to be in general. It's like if if you're always doing what's comfortable, then nothing you know, you're just going to keep getting more of the same. I think the biggest, the biggest advantage I have right now is the team of people that I work with. And I think that's a really important piece, you know, like, unless you're dead mouse, it's pretty hard to do everything on your own, right? So I think it's really critical if you have an area of excellence to focus on that and then find people that you really like who are good at stuff that you're not good at and yeah, band together and, you know, collaboration. I really think it's the name of the game, especially now that music is being released so fast. You, you not only have a boost in quality, but you have a boost in delivery time. If you have a good team behind you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it also having that online aspect, it makes it a lot easier to find maybe some of those uh, pieces of a team as well. 100%. Hey, hey, all right. I have had a fantastic time diving behind this upcoming EP, behind this debut single drive here today with you, Timothonius. I have a one last question. Are you ready for it? I am ready for it. All right, Timo. We have been diving into exactly like I said, this debut EP. This new debut single. And what I would like to know now is this process. How exactly has this time helped you to grow as a person? Or what has it taught you about yourself? That's a great, great question. Well, yeah, to start, I think one thing that this time has really shown me it's like after being deprived of the ability to perform. I never thought that I, 
I always saw myself as someone who just, you know, I love music and music is what I love. It's like, I don't care if anyone's listening, you know, I just make music. But then once you're deprived of an audience, it was like, I don't really want to make music anymore. This is weird. Like, I feel like people have to be involved, even if it's not an audience. I love music as a social collaborative experience. And I think that's definitely the biggest thing I've learned about myself is I am not meant to be a solo act. At least I don't think so. I feel like I'm best with others. And yeah, I think my process in general, it's like literally as soon as the pandemic hit, I bought a new computer and I was like, you know, I'm going all in. I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. So I guess I also realized how much I wanted to do this because I was so busy with performing. I was playing a lot of jazz and I love jazz music, but I've been so excited about like the new sounds that I'm hearing and like R&B and trap. And I've always wanted to be a part of that. So it took the pandemic coming and me being deprived of live performance for me to realize how badly I wanted to produce music. Hey, all right. Well, sometimes it takes those low moments to uh, appreciate the highs and sometimes maybe learn, adapt, and grow out of those things. So I thank you so much for not just sharing this lesson, this growth, but once again, also the story behind this debut EP and this brand new single, Drive, here with us today on the DTP. Thank you, Colton. Such a pleasure. All right, and boys, you can go ahead and find Timothonius's debut single, Drive, featuring the amazing Justine Tyrell right now over on your favorite music streaming service. When you're there, you are definitely going to want to go ahead and hit a follow. You best also go ahead and follow Timo over on your favorite social media as well. Because you know, this is our first taste of Timothonius's debut upcoming EP. And you do not want to miss out on what this pianist slash producer has coming your way in the near future. Oh no, you do not. With that, it's time to thank Timo one last time for joining us here today. We have to thank the incredible Carrie over at Bad Parade for setting up today's conversation. We need to thank German from over at YPEditor.com for making everything sound so good. Last but not least, it is you, the Ambush, for tuning on in. If you've yet to join up with the Am, A, what are you waiting for? B, it's as easy as subscribing to the podcast. Yes, you can also help today, or the show, uh, by sharing today's episode, giving us a five-star review, and by heading on over to our web store at www.deserttiger.shop to copy yourself something to represent the show everywhere that you go. Yes. And with that, it's about time that we say our final bye-bye, but not before I tell you, go out and find your roar and let it out into the world and let them know just how wondrous, powerful, and beautiful you and your roar are because you are all of these things and oh so much more. And until next time, am bye The Desert Tiger Podcast.